Go. Streaming from South Africa to the world. To the world. This is the Stonks Go Moon podcast. What just happened? We break it down so you don't have to. Welcome everyone to the Stonks Go Moon podcast. My guest today, Colleen O'Neill, is a product strategist at Bits in Glass. Colleen, how are you? I'm great. How are you? No complaints. Colleen, let's uh, get right straight into it. How can automation assist companies that are struggling to fill vacancies? We, we are looking at the situation where everyone's talking about this great resignation coming and posts are being redundant. Um, and there's a big workforce issue in the States at the moment. How, what is the automation take here? Yeah, I think, you know, in order for companies to recognize how automation can help them, I think they need to figure out the return on investment if they do do any type of automation. So, you know, for example, in the U.S., it's hard to hire entry-level employees right now, right? The company needs to understand that, understand the cost for those individuals, as well as assess the cost for automation and the long-term value, right? Because by no means as a consulting company or as a product individual, do I believe companies should blindly automate just to fill a position. Yeah. So, so coming in from a different angle, coming in from an ROI angle, um, what, let's say companies want to go that route, right? What would kind of the steps for them be to take to do that? Yeah, I think, you know, there are a lot of resources that do um, ROIs, you know, um, if you Google how to find an ROI, you know, you can do it that way. Of course, there's a lot Google. of individuals that go. are great at accounting for, you know, for other companies and they could figure it out too. You know, what long-term value, right? How much does it cost to hire that individual? How much do they cost, you know? And then from there, what will automation cost? And, you know, typically when you do do automation, you can automate more than one role at a time, right? So that's something to consider as well. But as far as ROI goes, I mean, our company helps walk people through that process if they need it. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, it's a touchy subject because human emotions are there and and we all have this fear, which brings me to my next point. When I was young, my favorite movie, movie was The Terminator, right? And there is uh, this system called Skynet, and it was this AI system, and it was on this, the, there was this fear that automation or AI was going to take over all our jobs, all our workforce, and it didn't really happen, right? It was sort of like this, um, this, this fear that we have that didn't materialize. So how has our, the human outlook on automation changed over the years? Yeah, I, you know, it, do, have you ever seen the movie I, Robot with Will Smith? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, that movie. I remember seeing it when I was younger and I was terrified as well. So I can relate to that. I think, you know, humans just want to be heard and they want to be appreciated, right? At the end of the day, as long as a company takes care of their employees and reassures them and truly treats them well, I don't think that there is really any true, true loss in automation, right? I think companies that may not take care of their employees well may in 
endose fear into those employees and it could be tragic for them. Um, but I do think, you know, it gets into human behavior, right? Human fear, um, whether those people feel valued by that company or not. And also too, I mean, people should be assured by leadership. Hey, yeah. you know, we're getting rid of the mundane data entry things you do so you can do better things that truly do help our company, right? Yeah, so there is this notion that automation is actually helping us create new jobs or and which will be more jobs. Um, is, that, is that something that you can safely say or is that a misnomer? Um, it's kind of a political question. Um, I would say, you know, I think that automation is helping build jobs that people actually want to do that are truly oh. career individuals. Oh, there you go. So I think, you know, the mundane data entry, the people that like that stuff, it, it, <laughs> eventually they're going to have to choose something different, right? <laughs> um, it, it, automation will start doing all of the mundane for people. So, you know, I mean, if you build your career on that too, I think that's kind of a tricky subject. Well, I mean, if you, you have to change with the times, you have to innovate because if, you, if you're stagnant, then you will get left behind. That is the nature of tech. That is the nature of life, I guess. And speaking of that, um, let's look forwards a bit. Uh, not too far, yeah. but um, some, some bigger trends emerging in automation that companies need to be aware of. Yeah, I think, you know, for me... Um, for me, I don't think of automation as its own. Um, and I'm not sure, you know, it, it's kind of split with companies, right? Whether they do or they don't think of it that way. Um, I think it's, what are we trying to get done? Is that integration? Is that automation? Um, what type of automation is that? If it's automation, if it's integration, what does that look like? You know, because um, I always have been, I guess, brain trained in tech um, and before tech to think of, okay, yes, we can decide on automation, but how do we decide on what type of automation, right? Is it true automation, robotic process, business process management? Is it integration instead of just automation? So it, it's a little complex. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, look, if, if you're going from, from uh, that automation viewpoint right where you say it's it's complex um it to to me it means that we really don't know where we're going it's into the unknown right but i mean companies like amazon they they sure have a very good grasp of where they're going and my fear is that they are going to basically cannibalize the smaller companies that aren't maybe adopting um, automation and integration. Yeah, and I think with Amazon, your your question is a little tricky, right? Because if if companies or individuals are looking around, I don't know if it necessarily helps give them context on how to truly be innovative, right? Because, like for example, Amazon, yeah. everything they're doing is like nothing anyone has ever heard of, right? Yeah. Because they do what they believe is best. They hire great employees. 
and they make sure that they're the innovator. You know, with other companies that are following, you know, if they're trying to, for example, if they're trying to duplicate what Amazon is doing right now, they might already be too far behind. Um, however, I do agree with what you're saying where people need some way to measure automation um, and to know, you know, if they are being competitive and what automation means to them. And honestly, it kind of depends on the industry, right? I mean, for yeah. example, if, you, if you're a government, right, you're not really automating that much because you don't have as much budget or you don't have as many things that could be automated. Um, whereas banking, banking is crazy right now. Like, you know, we, we did a project um, just at a high level to where we could onboard customers. And we actually did it before um, COVID was even a thing, but oh, really? online onboarding everything, you could manage your account. It's, it's essentially so you can take the teller and the location out of the business directly, right? So, you know, people can people can be self-sufficient, right? Because yes, people are afraid of AI, but people love to feel like they're independent, they're in control, they're self-sufficient, especially the newer generations, so. Yeah, that's important for them. Uh, speaking of COVID, did COVID help or hinder automation? Yeah, um, I think, I'm, I'm throwing you with yeah, playing, questions. Yeah, playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Um, I would say it helped companies realize where they had to innovate. Um, it helped companies realize, like, if we don't work in this physical office in the future, what happens to our business? What happens to our operations, right? Um, and yeah. I think that is a good and bad thing, right? Um, because it did expose a lot of companies that weren't ready. Um, but I will say that it is a good thing because now those companies recognize that and they're trying to be more innovative because they recognize that their company shouldn't be taken down based on location. Um, and, I mean, you know, that's the whole work, work from home culture or remote working. I mean, it's and the benefits right. coming out of that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, in U.S., I don't, I'm not sure about anywhere else in the U.S. and Canada, but a lot of U.S. and Canada employees don't want to go back, you know? Yeah. But I mean, so. so that's a benefit. Colleen, before I let you leave, um, if the listeners want to connect with you and uh, find out more what, you know, what you're busy with, uh, where can they find you? Yeah, I think the best way to find me right now, um, which it seems like it changes daily, um, <laughs> is probably on LinkedIn. Um, also, you know, I have an email, colleen.oneal at bitsandglass.com. You can find me there as well. Thank you so much for joining us. To our listeners, peace, love, and prosperity. And we'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.